is Abracadabra. We are here in Cannes and you're listening to The Dukan Show. Urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukan Show. Hosted by OT, Tuflis, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. Yeah, we're doing um, lots of content pitching for yeah. the hotels. We've got... Um, we went to see the La Pearl thing to follow up I'm on the last show. That. I'm really excited about La Pearl. Yeah, that I episode drops say. next week. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I think more and more as the days go by and we kind of really solidify the new pitches that we're working on, I feel how much you've learned at can. Like, I can feel you how much. Yeah, right? yeah. All the things that you kind of, when you got back, you yeah. were starting to talk about these ideas. Yeah. But now I see us implementing them, putting them into the strategy it across the happen. businesses. It needs to happen. And I think it's amazing. Like, I think the, the, the biggest difference for me, I think, because the cantrip was just pivotal yeah but it wasn't only that in a lot of ways i felt like there's a lot i wanted to do creatively speaking in terms of conceptualizing in terms of a new approach to strategy yeah. and developing it and i finally feel like i got that space where i could experiment the way i want always wanted to yeah which i feel i can i can feel like cracking your knuckles and like waiting to like get you're starting to get into it yeah and I think the market's receptive. I, I, you know, all these naysayers. I, I, you know, people saying I, I disagree. I think what I feel about the market is an amazing energy the, right yeah, now. Yeah, naysayers I mean, are always going to be there. I mean, I think Dukan is proof of concept of not listening to naysayers. Yeah, that's actually that's, what that's a good point. Therein lies. That's the truth, isn't yeah. it? And I also think what's amazing about it is that all these. I'm. I can't wait to share with everyone like the new businesses, the Yo, new things that we're working all on. All in due time. All in due time. But what they I love about it. it all is that you know they're remarkable pieces that we're building like remarkable little moments that we're building yeah and i think the guys who we're featuring today did yeah. the same Yo, thing you they, know were, what I mean? they had their own ideas yeah yeah so, um out of the entire team i think so abe was the character that resonated the most with me abraham yeah so him and his partners started what they call the pop-up agency out in london yeah and their USB is that they're able to build, fr they're able to go from brief to creative idea in 48 hours. See, they have this 48 hour timeline, so yeah. they basically get parachuted in. Pretty much. To an unbreakable brief, if you will. Yeah. Or a brief where the agency is just overwhelmed with reasons. So they don't either have the enough agency resources. outsources it to them, yeah. exactly, or they go direct to client. Yeah. And that's pretty much their game plan. And. But I love this idea because it speaks to the democratization yeah. of our industry of course like you can reach out to people because it, of the internet because of yeah and 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 they can come in for 48 hours do this hardcore kind of um what is it like microscopic view on yeah. your brief and crack it open yeah. uh, is it successful it, though like that's this the thing. Is the so thing. When, I, when i asked him about that i'm like how is 48 hours enough to solve that his question he re i hate when people reply to me the question but his was good yeah he looks at me like have you ever focused on one task for 48 hours? No. And I'm like, 
I don't think I've ever I done can that. tell you, I, like, I haven't. I try to gun like 12, 15 tasks a day. God, like, <laughs> right? I can't even. I Yeah, but no, like, that's standard. We go through like eight or nine meetings a day. And yeah. um, every meeting is about a different portion or a different business or yeah. a different initiative. So there's always something happening, right? Yeah. Like between... But I think that's because what we want is a portfolio of great businesses that yeah. kind of go into each other. Yeah. But that's not what they... They no. have the luxury They've been able of to slow down of 48 hours, Yo, right? man, this focus situation is so yeah. good. Like, it's a good steeze, I gotta it say. Is, and everybody tells you you want to be successful where you want to. You got to focus. And I get it. And I and I respect that. But, like... Home Slice, I am focused. Yo, like, I... <laughs> I'm focused in that few minutes. Yeah, no, I... But, like, but, a couple of hours. But, but I then, understand the logic that yeah. if I gave some one, but that's essentially what we do, don't we? Like editing is like that. You've got to give some. You give somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's linear. So your editors are you not can't edit four right? things at once. Yeah, you can only do one timeline yeah. at a time. Yeah. And but you... I schedule my hours throughout the day accordingly, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if I wanted to solve something in twenty four hours and I got to record <laughs> within those twenty four hours, you got to step out of that. Yeah, but they do this it. like because they're hired on that job. They're hyper focused for forty eight hours. Exactly, which wow. I thought was pretty fascinating, and like. It's interesting. So, I found it. So, you met Abe the year before, or the same year at To Lynx. be honest with you, I've met them, I met them th- for two years in a row, or three years in a row at Lynx. At, at Dubai Lynx. At Dubai Lynx, because we have a really, you know, bright and, and um, exciting stand with free coffee. So, everybody obviously, comes for the coffee. Er- everybody comes for the free coffee. So, they came through, and um, I see them every year. Mm. One year, they were on the main stage. The other yeah. year, they were doing other stuff. But to be honest with you, their model is provocative. And it they're is. present. And they, they got some there. So, like, this was the thing. So, funny note, back to ITT again. Yusuf introduced me to Abe yeah. via Facebook. Okay. And he's like, hey, you guys are both at Can You should connect. And later on, I get to find out Abe was one of the speakers at the academy, the program okay. that I was in. So, I was like, all right, cool, yo, we hang out, we hung out, and, you know, he's easier to pick out. Like, he's got that funky, kinky dread type situation going on. Like, his dreads are just growing out. And So cute. <laughs> so cute. Um, and we met, we messaged a few times, and we we're supposed to link up to do can but it just never happened till the last day okay we finally got to hang and the funny thing was that i thought we're just gonna sit together and do the episode we ended up hanging all evening together so you guys like bromanced all we over did. each other we did i totally um, get that i can see how you guys like are very we connected compatible. yeah because so, homeboy's a retrain origin right but he's uh he's swedish if i'm not mistaken and the funniest thing is that we're talking and we put up, uh, I put up uh, an Insta story video of us. Yeah. And Dina Yassin picked up on it. And she's like, oh my God, I know him. Like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he's friends with this girl. Ask him about her. And I asked him about those girls. So, so Dina's like, Yo, you know, Dina's a speaking to connect. stereotypes, y'all, y'all are related. Like, <laughs> y'all are related. <laughs> we're either all related or we're all friends <laughs> somehow, right? Yeah. Cousins of friends of friends. Pretty much. Yeah. So it turns out her homegirl, some fashion style girl, from, who's a Retrayan from Sweden. Happens know, to know Abe. Okay. Knows Abe as well. And it kind of just this weird connect that happened. I'm like, all right, cool. You know? I think that's amazing. It worked. And very very fascinating guy um there was a lot of things we touched upon especially coming to our third culture kidness because like i think if i remember correctly he was born in saudi 
and then family moved to like Germany or something. Uh, spent a couple of years there, then moved to Sweden. Okay. And grew up most of his life. So, there. so he's actually one of us. Yes. Like exactly, actually one of us. No right? wonder you guys chilled all night. It's yeah. like yeah. You know, and he, he took me to his kebab spot. No, really. Th- that is owned by some Turkish family, which is beast. So cute. Uh, so you guys got, had we, sounds like you had a really good time. We did, and I don't feel FOMO though. This is no, not something no, I no. feel FOMO about. This ain't Gary. No, this ain't the Gary V situation. But I do. I can completely see having met Abe like twice or three times how com- like how you guys could totally hang out right yeah but, so but we kicked it was were there any other like i don't mean to be whatever but where uh, our industry is white so here's the thing so you know this is I mean? something we addressed. i just put it out there i'm yeah, sorry yeah. to say it like no, that but good you brought it up because this is something we address and i want like when i was sitting with him i voiced it as a personal concern the few black people i've met or colored people or whatever or just non-white people that i've met there they're not that many. And if I want to talk black people just for the sake of being African, I've met some of the most phenomenal African people. I mean, I've met creative directors. You mean from, at Cannes, right? At Cannes. Yeah. I met creative directors from Nigeria. I met the CEO of Mullen Lowe from Accra. I met creatives and like ad people from South Africa. Like, they're all interesting people I've met. And they're a lot. Even I've met Americans. And yeah, Europeans. yeah, yeah. But. If you're looking at fifteen to 20,000 people, they're a couple hundred only. Yeah, but this right? is what I was saying, because I was even seeing it and in your videos. Yes, do you know what I exactly. mean? Like, I'd actually I made a it. point. I brought it up yeah. with them. I'm like, what do you think of that? Because So I came from just this point of view of, like, there's not enough of us here, right? And he kind of expanded it. So I, my point was, like, have you realized that the majority of black people, actually the only black people on stage in any of these stages at Cannes were celebrities. Yeah. And like you're talking about De La Soul, Common, Russell Simmons, ASAP Rocky, Wyclef John, um, whoever else, uh, what's their name? Jada Smith. Yo, I love like, Common. But they're, they're, but they're all celebrities. <laughs> yes, of course. But right? that's what that's what grants them space on exactly. stage. So then right? that was the question. I'm like, I haven't seen any re- black people recipients of awards yet. Yeah. At the time, and I haven't seen them at all, and like I haven't seen many of us there on stage or receiving awards or being awarded as such. And I'm like, what started this conversation was that the premise or the theme that Can was about this year was diversity. Diversity. And it focused strictly on female diversity. But why right, was why was you know, it gendered? Pay. Why was so, it gendered and not racial diversity? Exactly. So my my theory on it was that this female diversity conversation only came after can this industry has been pressured for so long so you, you feel like a the, female voice. the women's actually, rights movement within exactly. the industry and I pushed. actually read an article by Mariam something she's a she's a creative director from France but she lives in the states and she wrote this in 2014 okay so like her experience said can she said it is made for white men well right? I mean so that she didn't. So she, what she was saying is that there's no diversity. This is 2014. Yeah. So uh, did, so did did do you feel like the actions taken since 2014 is because they've been pressured to, and it be, and it's the global conversation. Okay, fair right? enough. So what bothered me was when I saw there I was like, as a Sudanese, as black, as Muslim, as Arab, coming to such an event, I feel like we didn't get enough of a voice. So I was like, did you not realize that there's this diversity theme? When you say diversity, you expect a lot of diversity. But then this is only a male-to-female diversity conversation. So it's a gender diversity. So I'm like, don't but you feel it's a But even then, that's a very like, narrow way there's to not enough frame of us. I was like, exactly. I was like, we're not being presented. There's not enough of us here. Uh, we're not getting awards. And all these kind of que- key questions that I had. 
and he had a lot to say to it because I was like, I came from a racial and religious diversity that was lacking. What do you mean? I mean, there's not, let's say, people coming from the Middle East or not enough Muslims being represented. I see what you mean. You get what I'm saying? So I was like, where's that conversation? Where's that diversity conversation? Because then all the hosts speak about it, all the people, all the panelists speak about it. But isn't that reflective of the industry? Exactly. Like, isn't that, I mean, like, what's funny about it is that I always look at Cannes as almost like a litmus test and also a Petri dish to reflect the industry, right? So if it is, does that mean the industry is only... Uh, reactive in some ways yes time, right? I have to say so that means if we're having this conversation now am I going to see it in three years from now on stage well you know I, 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 I this has been I mean I hesitate to say this so that I, I guess I'll frame this but this is my opinion for today mm. but um, we as Arabs in our right like our, our Marim the Arab yeah. will only be highlighted if it's trendy in the moment to highlight that yeah. Just like diversity is kind of a current trend. It's a current trend. And I, I'm sad to say that because I do believe our industry has some of the most remarkable women that I've ever had the pleasure of working with, Agreed. of meeting that inspire me, that, that drive me to be to work as hard as I do. But diversity is a very narrow um, description for a very big problem, exactly. you know. And, you know, affirmative action yeah. or the practice of trying yeah. to include people in you know the practice of systematically trying to include people what it does is create a very narrow funnel it doesn't actually open up the universe to all the great ideas that could come if you put everybody at the table but that's i mean look you know so that's that's part of the conversation and and here's i don't want to take away from my session with abe but then what he said was great abraham was like the solution is like we're part of the problem and we're part of the solution yeah. Right. In the sense that he was like, we need to take the largest amount of space and make the loudest notes. Okay. Right? He's like, we don't have to win awards, we if, even if we're not on stage, but we need to make sure our presence is felt every time. Okay. When he's he like, says we, who's we? By we is like as black people. As black people. Yes. Okay. That's right? interesting. So he comes. So he's there every year. He's like, he's like, I don't apply for awards, nor do I try to get awards. But he's like, I'm in the academy's teaching, yeah. I'm training, I'm speaking to the youth, I'm talking to all these people. He was telling me he had to manage one of the academies. Um, and the academy he was managing with his partners was focused on, um, actually, I mean, like the attendees of that academy are university students, or yeah. recent graduates, yeah. right? So when he looked at the list of speakers, he was telling me, like, they were all white men. Does like, did, and, he, and he recognized that. And he's like, I sat, like him and his partner sat, and I, and he t- they started changing them. They're like, okay, if we're, because the thing is that it wasn't their academy, it was somebody else's. Uh, I also see. changed the speakers. I like that. They try to diversify it in their own way. I appreciate that. So this is what he's saying by like taking space and making noise and being very attentive of these things. Um, and it was a very enlightening conversation in its own right. And himself as a as well a as an entrepreneur i admire what they've done because as he what he's done because what is remarkable about the pop-up agency is it's broken open the agency model okay. and made creative accessible yeah. to you know and it's made it it's it's made it a commodity commodified creative which is interesting there's a tension there that i like i think it challenges the modern kind of way of um thinking uh, about about creative and the agency structure and i think what's amazing about it is it services the current industry okay. so it's not like like an outlying service it's a service that integrates into the industry which is a very uh, brilliant way to look at you yes. know a business and i think and it's also i think it goes to like 
one of the reasons we got along is because of that model where we sat and spoke about it and I spoke to him about cause culture in depth and I told him what I was doing with it and he was very fascinated by it and he was like, and we started kind of just going back and forth like riffing like, about it exactly like all these different things that we could do and like a big part of that was off the mic which was it, it needed to be off the mic because then you know we had our own space there but I wish I did get it recorded just for reference um no, I but think you I, got what you needed. I did. Yeah. I feel like it's not the last time I see him. Like we're gonna be connected again. I think they're planning on being at Links again. Oh, we'll we'll see them. So at we'll Lynx definitely for see sure. them again. I'm like, I was like, next year, can we're doing the same thing? We gotta sit and like, amazing. What we'd learned from the year before, you know? Yeah. Like, what has changed since then, kind of thing. And the guy runs, so I'm like, I'll, I'll, r- I'll try to run with you <laughs> another time. How, uh, how much does he run? Like, what does yo, he do? Like he, I remember and. He's one of those, like, his complaints, like, oh, man, you know, I'm not happy being at county. Like, I haven't exercised enough. Like, why? What's happening? He's like, I'm only running 20 kilometers a day. 20 kilometers? What? Like, 20 kilometers? Get out. 20 kilometers? <laughs> Do you not want to have this Please conversation? I was like, you're complaining? I'm like, I haven't ran in God knows how long. You're like, You're complaining about 20 kilometers a day? <laughs> Shut up. I love how like, I didn't run 20 like, kilometers. I haven't been doing well. Yo, mad love, eh? But that's whack. Yeah, like, seriously. that's so crazy. I, I think I got that bit in the episode, like, because I, I gave a like, Wow. Don't complain. 20 kilometers? Yeah. That's insane. Like, he, he's about that seven days a week, nonstop. Right? How long does it take him? Did you ask? I don't know. I asked him, like, what time do you, when do you have time to do that and work? He's like, I'm up at five every day. I was like, yeah, I'm up at five, but and, I ain't running 20. Like, and he's <laughs> complaining. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, because like, the reason why he's not able to run is like, oh, all the partying and the alcohol at can. He's like, I'm not a bet. I'm, I'm in bed at like 1 a.m. So it's like it's tough to wake up and run after. And he's like, like, I'm in bed at six. I'm like, and and you're running (laughs) twenty kilometers after all this. Get out of my face. Get out of my face, B. No, my my respect. I'm trying to respect the the game, but that's some hardcore. Yeah, I can't. I was like, you're living up to the stereotype, by the way. (laughs) That's that's hobbit stereotype, like Ethiopian and Eritrean men. Yo, I heard you guys run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all they do. They just run. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, like, look, I'm looking forward to it. The the yeah. reality is, I they're remarkable entrepreneurs that have made a business yeah. for our time, yeah. and I love that. This is the sweetest socialist model. Like, uh, don't you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Yo, I need to spend some time there. Like, you think so? That. Yeah. Yeah. Like last time I was there was summer of '08. Okay. And even that was eye-opening, the way things work. Yeah, I think putting yourself in new systems always helps yeah. us redefine our own. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of things. we t- I, Lately, systems has been, like, a lot of things we discuss. And, cl- like, clockwork. System, and process. system yeah. and process. and workflow. You know, it's boring to most people, but I could speak about it forever. And like, there- I'd love to make an episode about it. I don't know if people are into that. <laughs> no nah, man nobody wants to hear about product like workflow i think it's much more the zen like for me you know what it is there's an instinct instinct and energy that goes into like the workflow of our production yeah. you know and and i think that's something that i'd like to talk about one day because there is a zen to it yeah, there is there a zen is. to there all is. of it you know um and maybe these guys have found it in 48 hours like kind of hammering it in hammering up. it at home yeah rock up knock it out and then get they to get on to the next one yeah what happens if they don't do it like what happens if they suck right that's, like that's, oh is that, that's it your money's <laughs> yeah you're, you're still paying <laughs> yeah man. because like a, it's expensive to, to, to come in right like yeah but it's also like big it's also big cajones to say i'm gonna break yeah. this brief in 48 but hours but here's the thing a big a big advantage that they have in my opinion is the target audience focus and their age 
Oh, so usually they're getting the briefs that target millennials. Because when, okay. when I saw their client list and the brands they've worked on, it makes sense. You know. It's a youth focused in its own right. I dig that. Um, I dig that. It's, the thing is that it's it's like that Gary Vee where it's like you play to what you're good at. Don't worry about what you're not good at. I agree with right? that because I think, you know, th- if this is the, n- it's not even a niche. If that's the segment that they th- that they say they dominate, it. then it. own it. That's and like, I respect that so much because that's not, even that's not easy game. Like, no. Part of building a business that's sustainable is knowing your lane. What's your lane? Because jack of all trades, no, you know this town you know is full. You, this jack of all trades situation, it's got to stop. Everybody's on it. But you know what? It's easy to do. You just yeah. got to say yes, right? <laughs> like you know, someone's like, "Can you do this?" If you just say yes, it's the whole Richard Branson like, "Say yes and figure it out later." Yeah. I think that's a waste of time. Like, no offense, I I admire the man, but I think that's a bit of a waste of time. I'm like. If you know your strengths, you play your strengths, yeah. then you can say yes to, to crack out, to stretch exactly. your bandwidth, right? Yeah. But to just say yes to everything, nah, homie. There's not enough hours in the day. Where's he going to run 20 kilometers if man is saying yes to yes everything? To everything. <laughs> Imagine he says yes to every brief and he's like, oh, man. Oh, man. man. Oh, now I'm, I'm feeling I'm tired to today. <laughs> I'm down to 10. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, God no, mad love. Mad, <laughs> mad love. Abe. <laughs> uh, I gotta get back to work Yeah, we both do yeah. Anyways, fam, let's do this Check it out One, okay, cool So, before we get started um, A lot of the listeners might actually not know who you are So, just a quick brief on who's Abraham My name is Abraham um, <clears throat> I am uh, from originally from Eritrea Born in Saudi Arabia, moved to France when I was four, moved to Germany six months later. I lived in Germany for two years and then I came to Sweden eventually when I was seven. That's where I grew up. In the last four years I've been living in London and running a business called The Pop Agency. Okay. So, yeah, that's All right, man. Yo, how about your power in here, man? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's the way to go. Dude, like, I've been... It's so funny because for the past, like... A few years since I've been back in Dubai, I've been reading a lot of Habishas out there, like Ethiopians or Eritreans, are like doing some amazing stuff. Um, so there's this Feruza and Dina, they're two fashion designers out there who are blending like Western with East African designs, and like yo, they're they're killing it in the market. I love it when I meet people like doing amazing stuff all the time. Um, that's legit. So what's the pop-up agency? So the pop-up agency, like in a nutshell, we're, we're first and foremost, like we're known for solving briefs in 48 hours and traveling around the world. Um, oh, hold on, 48 hours? 48 hours. Oh. I'll, I'll come to that in a second, right. but th- this is what we're known for. But at, at the heart of everything, we believe that everyone is creative and our mission as a company is to democratize creativity. Um, but in a nutshell, what we actually do, it's uh, we, 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 sol- we do creative consulting, us solving briefs in 48 hours together with the client, or us coming in and doing creative training and developing creative processes uh, in organizations. That's the pop-up. We've been around for five years, worked a little bit over 40 countries, everything from governments to brands to startups, you name it. Oh, that's awesome. So, wait, so hold on. It's... Um so you guys just do creative consultancy. So, so you, creative you don't you don't do execution. No, or the no. Let me let me explain to you first. First and foremost, like the forty eight hours. Why forty eight yeah. hours? So we met five years ago uh, in Sweden. Uh, the, you and your high, business partner. Yeah, me and my business partners um, at a school, 
Hyper Island and two weeks into that program we basically vibed, we were six people, we really liked each other and we said let's do a side project. Uh, basically what we did was like we dropped our needs and values, put it on a piece of paper and then we had them, collected them, the six, all, six of us, and then said like how do we make this into a business and for example there was wanted to work shorter projects, wanted to travel, wanted to constantly learn and develop, thus for no roles. But anyways, out of that came the pop-up. And here's the, the, the 48 hour part. The reason for 48 hours was because we were students and we only had Saturdays and Sundays to actually to do the job, you know? Thus, okay. the 48 hour. And then we then eventually we just got so used to it, so we stuck to it. Yeah. So that's how it started. That's awesome, and then that just became the business model. It became the business model. So, then when, so that, that postmaster at Hyper in Stockholm was only one year. So during that one year in school, we focused on, okay, let's prototype and launch this. So we did 26 jobs in 16 countries that student year. Um, and it worked with anybody from brands to different types of agencies, production, creative, work with startups, just to figure out is this service needed? And if it's needed, who needs it? Yeah. So yeah, this, and that's how we started. Then from there, we graduated and uh, you know moved to London. You know, that, that was a and yeah, and basically set up the shop. That's not so. It just started as a school project between you and your friends. I mean, it's we, the school project was a side project when we were. Yeah, school. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, so it was yeah, a side yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's legit, man. Yeah. It's just the best way to go about these things. So, and and part of that process, like. What were the, the were there certain moments where you kind of doubted or questioned what you guys were doing? Oh, many times, man, many times. You know, like, you know, first time when we, you know, when we came up with the idea, we were so stoked. You know, we were so stoked. We're like, this is the greatest idea. It's a great concept. Now, what I need to also explain is during those after those forty-eight hours, the output is an idea or a concept. So, but one thing that we realized when we did the first project was we did not have a process. Mm-hmm. You know, we were super naive. And that made us think, you know, holy shit, if we're gonna have this as a living, if, if, if our living is gonna be to generate ideas, we need to have a clear process that's gonna always enable us to have an output. Yeah. So, you know, that's one learning. But, you know, many times, you know, we definitely questioned. Also, when we moved to London to set up, and actually, because when we were a student, you know, it was a it was just prototyping. It was it was not you know it was not a proper business. But then when we moved and graduated and went to London, it was a proper business. And try, us trying to figure out how you price this, you know, how you make it sustainable, that was a yeah. really tough. And definitely many times we had uh, question marks if this is worth continuing or if this actually is a solution that how to make this sustainable. But yeah. So was. First question, sorry, were any of you guys in a business, like a business students or no. a marketing course? No, was it? I mean, so the program is called Interactive Art Direction. That's pretty funny because I, yeah. didn't, I didn't art direct, not even a keynote uh, during that <laughs> one year, but uh, my, my, my skills lies in the soft areas. I'm not so much hard skill, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's, a, it's a program that is focused on uh, Getting real world, get, being real world ready. So it has to do a lot about you and working in teams, uh, working with clients. So it's very practical, less theoretical. That school. Okay, I get that. Um, but yeah, it was still still seven months in school and then three months internship. Yo, that's nuts. Because then you you after that you get into like 
legal discussions, you get into, you know, maybe a, a PL or like figuring out your finances and all that. So that was just a self-taught grind, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So definitely we what what we definitely got from the school was you know, we, we they, they taught us uh, how to manage a group, how to communicate. You know, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about internally now. I'm not obviously those things are also applied externally, yeah. but those were the main things, and also a bunch of tools and exercises, much more like the way of thinking than constantly evolving learning. But but the business that we had to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, it was same way as we prototyped the concept. We have to prototype how to make it sustainable, and we tried everything. I mean, we tried to do some strategy. We tried to do some of the execution. We even tried to sell creativity as a subscription model. But then, the day we realized we really, really bad at you know <laughs> on, on the implementation yeah. side, on the stuff. Gotta know side. your strength. Exactly, and we figured that out, and we're like, yo, we, we have to stick to the creative process. That's where we're good. Yeah. Anyways, in that process also, we had a couple of people that wanted to come in and invest in us, but it was too early and we, we didn't ourselves know where we were going to go with this, so we, we said no to that. But one thing we realized in that uh, was, uh, you know, we're still young, we have a, a lot of energy and we're very naive and optimistic, but we lack that, that knowledge and that wisdom, so we basically from that created a board and obviously this sounds the most obvious thing ever but we did that and that was a game changer and basically almost like a government so we had our finance minister we had our culture minister we had our infrastructure minister these are people that are great in their own you know fields and they came in and coached us and you know that was a game changer from there you know so and you still go back to this consultation board oh yeah hell yeah we have seven of them and they're i mean i'm not going to mention who they are but there's some they're the Serena uh, Messi of their field. They're <laughs> great people. It's Listen, one thing that we learned was, A, first we need to look ourselves, what are the areas we need help with? And then yeah. B, where do we find these profiles? And they have to be, you know, no offense to middle management, but we need to have the best of the best. Yeah. So, um, and also one classic mistake that we did in the beginning, we were getting advice from people in advertising, and no offense to people in advertising, but a lot of them didn't know how to run a business, so. That's true. But that was our mistake. We didn't. We we did our homework after that. Obviously, we need to look it into our needs, and then from there, look uh, find profiles that fit that. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, and and why London? So, we since day one, we've always wanted to be global. Um, and when it was time to set up a shop, a headquarter, we decided it was between New York and London. New York was obviously super fun, and also we had a lot of clients there. London made more sense. It was geographically, it's in the middle of everything, so it's easy to have the, the calls to both North America but also to Asia. Um, time zone, uh, as I mentioned, but then also uh, the language, and last but not least all the founders were European so it was easier <laughs> visa wise so yeah. we just chose London and obviously now you know four years later I'm definitely happy with it I love London and it's also close to my family because okay. it's, it's two hour flight home our oh, family's back in Germany no my family's actually so my mom and my three brothers are in um, in, uh, in Sweden so that's okay. a two hour flight but my dad is in Kenya so that's obviously a long flight but yeah. we're in Sweden so my, my, t- my two brothers two brothers are in Stockholm and then I have my mom and my youngest brother in a city called Örebro, it's like in mm, the middle. Okay. 
No, I spent some time in uh, Uppsala. Briefly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, st- I studied there. It's oh, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got family out when there. When were you there? Oh, man, a while back. Back in like 08, 09. Oh, I used to live there, man. I yeah. used to live between 05 and 010. Oh, sorry, yeah, 2010. Dude, awesome city. That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it came down for summer there. You know, that, that, is, that is Scandinavia's Oxford or Cambridge. Like, that yeah. Is, yeah, that is the it's, one. It's been around for 600 plus years. Yeah, and yeah. it's one of the very few cities where it's a very young population yeah. compared to the other cities. Oh, hell yeah. You could be 25 you feel like you're the oldest in the city yeah that is crazy feeling to have so i think i think i left that city when i was 26 but i was feeling old <laughs> like you knew your time was yeah, up in i there. was i need to get out of here like i'm, I'm feeling too old so yeah yo for real it it's is not really. a good look yeah yeah and have you guys ever expect thought of maybe expanding to the middle east uh no the the thing is let's see what happens but mm. we're we had initial ideas to have more offices but then one day we just decided you know what we're not gonna grow we're gonna grow but it has to be one core team we're not gonna have multiple offices i agree i see so when we work with our clients we always work on site regardless if it's us going in and do solving a briefing 48 hours or if it's us coming to a training it's always on site so but so no not opening up in middle east but yes definitely want to work there more i thought yeah yeah. oh so you already worked there already Mm, I haven't worked there that much, but we've definitely been there. I've been in, uh, I've been in Dubai once, did this talk there, but then also it was recently in uh, Amman. Okay. And also, yeah, I was also in Egypt last year. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. So when when we were off uh, offline, when the mics were off, you're talking about uh, their the lack of brothers black brothers sisters you know it's not our church black people generally um and i find it to be a very interesting case because there's a lot of talks that have been around diversity yeah. but that's one aspect that gets skipped yeah. in the conversation um and how do you mean like this this talk about so like for example a lot of the com- the, the talks that i've been hearing and yeah. other conversations that can were around diversity but it strictly focuses on f- women yeah right the equality of having as much women as men getting the you know the same pay for women as men and all that but there is one aspect that gets skipped on is diversity and race i think though listen i'll i'll even you know there's more to that you know usually with the topic of diversity usually what tends to happen is we talk about gender and we talk about people of color mm-hmm. but you know what there's more ca- there's more there's more minorities there's more categories of diversity yeah. that you know imagine just just for example people with disability you know yeah. that's one you know and there's probably probably plenty more um but yeah i do agree i mean again at the end of the day i, I think and i assume both you and my are our allies yeah. to that but at the end of the day you and me are people of color so obviously that is the cause that we're working and fighting towards yeah that's our prime focus number one but yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, I, I, uh, like, I, I feel I d- like it's it's kind of our responsibility to to be a voice of that cultural understanding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, there's 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 the, uh, somebody I mentioned that it's like there's three ways. So like, there's the one person that goes through the door and closes it, and then there's the second option, the uh, goes through the door but leaves the door open, and then there's the one, the last one that uh, goes through the door, but then make sure that his foot is on the door and keeps it open yeah so the first one thinking about himself the second one is a passive and the third one is active yeah that's basically the three categories and i try to be the the last one the active one but 
don't, I don't know how to, because like, I do a lot of these conferences uh, around the world, and there's very often, I mean, there's very, re- I mean, I'm, I'm usually the only, most of the time, the only person of color. Mm. The higher I go, the, 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 the brighter it gets. Yeah. It's just the reality. And, uh, and it's not about just people of color, it's also like lack of female, you know? That's but yeah. True. I mean, that, that's funny enough, that's actually a massive problem as well, like on a global scale, because when, so I speak at universities yeah. uh, in Dubai, and one of the universities, the American University of Sharjah, um, I gave a few classes. Yeah. So between three classes of about 30 students in each, yeah. there were only two guys. Yeah. It was all women. And a lot of the graduates that are getting into the industry tend yeah. to be women, but then senior level, C-level management are dominantly males. Yeah. So it's an interesting transition that yeah. we're seeing. So like, I always like to say like, there's something happening, the ground is rumbling, and I just can't wait to see what's going to come out of it. Yeah. Um, because it's a movement, because there's a lot going on, yeah. and it's just, it's a very interesting time to be alive. Yeah. I know definitely, uh, definitely agree with you. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of groups, and it's just taking action, taking space, you know, like it's much more vocal and it's beautiful to see. There's definitely much more to be done. But again, it, it's sort of like uh, there's a multiple factors that plays in, you know, first, you know, at home, you know, what are we, what do our parents tell us? I mean, like, I know how I grew up, my, you know, my, my parents are not educated. Mm. And for them, you know, when we moved out to, to, to Europe, you know, the objective was to have a great life for us, me and my brothers, and get a good education. And obviously when we talk about education, as they were not experienced, what they knew of was classic lawyer, engineer, doctor, and so on. So I think obviously just, just a thing like that, you know, having, just first at home, having the possibilities, that's one thing. Yeah. But then obviously there's the role models, and then there, there's the industry's responsibilities. There's, a, there's, a, there's more facts that plays in. Um, so I think just for example, just you and me being here definitely plays in. Yeah. Like it definitely, who I assume the juniors that are out here, I definitely, I think me, you, and anybody else of color that's out here, I think that you know they f- they feel represented. They could they see themselves. So I think that's you know that's a great thing. But it is there's more things to it. Yeah. Industry, home, you know, education. Uh, yeah, I think education models. education plays a big part. Um, what have you ever gotten into a conversation of mentors, maybe as well? Like, do you have people you mentor, or do you have mentors yourself? Oh yeah, but dude, I that that's an ecosystem right there. Like yeah. I have, I have seven, seven that are like formal, like are my mentors, and then I have um, informal mentors also. Mm-hmm. But then I, I dude, I, I don't know the count, but I, I probably mentor around eight people. I advise three companies so yeah I'm definitely and I truly believe there's this quote somewhere you gotta double check this later but it says like that that knowledge is like money it is in circulation it increases its value you know so me I possessing like yeah it's a yeah. great quote man that's, and, that's I, and I sick. live by I like that. that so like, equally as I get you know people teach me and yeah. you know guide me and you know coach me I do the same thing back and and it's it's a uh, I mean I I do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I so. mean there's there's a great thing about teaching as much as you can yeah. as well. Like, is uh it it's part of the responsibility I guess of, of spreading the word and actually um, showing people like uh, the other side of the spectrum. Most definitely. Yeah, I really like that. So where are you hoping to go with? 
the pop-up agency in the future so is it strictly just going to stay in this business model are you looking to expand it you want to try something new you want to experiment with something this is the thing i think i'll i'll be honest with you i'll the objectives are very clear mm. we believe everyone is creative and we want to democratize creativity and apply it I like that everywhere outside the creative industry in the creative industry so we'll keep doing that um, I think in the short term we are looking into seeing how we could grow the business and obviously in this case that means for us productifying and that's how we're gonna are able to scale and reach more people and enable people to be more creative uh, long term I think I think I see my future and my partners also that we will gradually you know maybe sit in the board and then let new people come in you know younger and more driven come in and taking over I think due to a we need people to take it further but then also B I'll be honest I'm really keen on you know running other businesses I have I have ideas that I want to pursue and I'm being really realistic you know like yeah, I know I still definitely want to be involved in pop-up you know as long as I'm around but I still also want to run other businesses awesome. okay um, I don't like my questions all over the place but it's just as, I'm, I guess, as, as I'm getting to them um, earlier I really liked a statement you kept saying which is that to to take space yeah, elaborate on that I mean listen like with any battle with any battle you need people on different you know levels you have the ones in the you know first row fist up you know very loud you need people that are more strategic you need people that are just taking space and just be just being there is enough you know just like uh, and, I, and I definitely see myself I, I, I jump between these these categories you know I, I take space I'm, I'm, I, so you try to expand yourself across the different categories. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes I'm very vocal. Mm. Uh, I'm always, I'm always present. You know, I'm yeah. always taking space. Yeah. The, uh, the, the and is that is that the philosophy applied to the festivals or like these nah, conferences? Man, nah, nah, that that I can't answer. But I mean, I can answer for myself. But but for me, you know, I don't know. No, like is that what you're doing at the festivals and at the different conferences? See, just by being around. Yeah. Just by being there. You know. So. I mean, what was your involvement this year at Cannes? What did you do? So this year, I did one talk and I did three workshops, and I did uh, also me and my partner ran one of the Cannes Academy classes, Roger Hashwell Academy. Yeah. So it's been full on. They tend to that's, a, that's they, aggressive. Yeah, I mean, listen, love love the people behind Cannes, and uh, when we get involved, they tend to book us. Yeah. Um, but we enjoy it. it was, it's been good. I, that's awesome. And how did you get involved with them? That's a good question, man. Like, that's uh, I think uh, maybe three years ago, somebody saw the documentary that we made a documentary basically about our first year how we built the company. So somebody again had seen it and they reached out to us and uh, came over for a meeting mm. and then asked us about being involved and. I'll be honest with you, I, we had not done much public speaking, and um, and yeah, and, I, and we had done, never done a conference, so we were very skeptical to the idea of us being involved. 
But anyways, we tried out. So we did one of Cannes smaller festival that's called Eurobest, mm. and we did it, and it was I think it was in Helsinki that year. Came up, did it, and got really good reviews, and we enjoyed it. And uh, from there, just you know, they've been inviting us back, and we're thankful for that. And uh, I mean, we're a small business, so mm. for us, it's a great way to raise awareness of our existence, but yeah, also real. it's a great way to to meet really interesting people. Uh, yeah, that's serious love. Yeah. Um, and what about okay? So that documentary. Yeah. Where'd that idea come from? Like you just starting up a business. What do you think of documenting that? I don't know, man. I thought, I, I thought our story was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was no, but at the end of the day, we believe there was va- there was value in our story, and we hoped uh, uh, we could uh, you know share some of the learning and inspire people, mm. um, and that was why we documented it. And dude, I'll be honest with you, that process was really tough uh, you know I, the people in my team especially Zlatko shout out to him uh, that did it it's hard to do something by yourself yeah it was a struggle <laughs> seriously <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day it turned out, okay, it turned out well and we're happy and uh, so yeah because that's such a great thought because like one of the things I've been I've been telling students a lot was that document your stories and celebrate your wins yeah. right and like these always come go hand in hand so like yeah. The fact that you documented that start there, yeah. maybe at the in, at the moment it wasn't given much thought of, hey, let's just document it, yeah. ha ha, it'll be cool. Yeah. But in hindsight, that's a lot of value. Yeah, and I th- listen, I'll tell you this: the, if I go back to how we started the company, came up with the idea, got the six people involved, and we sat. The first 48 hours we did was about ourselves, basically. Mm. It was basically, you know, letting, the, letting, uh, putting down the foundation, you know, the culture, the why of the company, the mission, and so on. And then also understand. And but anyway, that that 48 hours we did, we, we nailed that the foundation, you know, why we existed. And initially, it was only because we wanted to challenge ourselves in the creative industry, and how we we're going to do this was by solving bridges in 48 hours. But that same weekend, we also came up with an idea. Of launching it and so on and then in that discussion we just realized you know what what we're doing right now is story building you know yeah instead of like you having a, a year go like um, like you, you put you put down your financial year and what we were not even a business then so for us it's like okay let's let's see us as a, as a story and then like what are the chapters the first cha- and so thus we started documenting we were we were aware of it we yeah. thought about like okay this is story building it's not yeah. story it's story building we're building a story here yeah and that that's why we needed to document it. it are you still documenting not that much i should do that i should do that because i have richer content now but i'm yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just a lot of work man like it is. usually uh, because back then i didn't need to think about the business i was only i was again it's, it's more complex now. I have more things to think about, and my time is so strapped. <laughs> so, but it's cool. You should. You should definitely try and document as much as you can. Because, yeah. like, um, it's funny this year. My partner and I decided to experiment with something, which is that. So she's out in Thailand, taking a break and a few business meetings. Yeah. And she's flying out to Athens, and I came out here. And all, both our trips happen to be at the same time. Yeah. So we decided to document everything via Insta stories from okay. the beginning. So we shot a few videos together in Dubai before we flew out. Yeah. And then this idea of we need to, because we're also about to launch our YouTube channel. So yeah. we wanted people to get used to us talking to Cam. Yeah. So 
It became artists instead of having conversations in private on WhatsApp, we'd have public conversations oh, via Insta stories. So I update her on what's going on in Cannes, uh -huh. and that's a public Insta story. And then she updates me what's going on with her trip, and then the public gets involved uh -huh. in these stories. But it was a cool way we thought of we could just document our trip because it was like, oh, it's a Ducan takeover. We're going to different places at the same uh -huh. time, so it'll be some cool to it. That's dope. So. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. Like, I'm I still, gotta, I'm enjoying it. I, I mean, gotta check it out after this call. After this, this yeah, chat. after this, yeah. We'll, we'll take a video as well yeah. together and, like, I'll uh, add yeah. it into that story. Cool, cool, Because it'll be, it'll be fun. I like it. Yeah, but dude, man, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
اعتقد ان دوغار ميوزك ما زح من المايك اشي جعان جعان بيامسي الحاجه الى اجازه قزازه حراس لي ماله وساده ما في كالعاده لهذا سللت سيفي غماده حول عنق الرابسك القلاده ما قاطعي لعقول الجفاتة Better protect the jidada pinacolada Don't know my hada I've heard it somewhere And as you have noticed My rhymes aren't a'bada This is farasa Wallada Nuh jadid min al-fanum But it doesn't matter Aham haja al-madda Aham haja al-madda Li asna li shabi thalaja Tabali ma wadi khawaja Bikul basata Nahlu al-farayna suits Galu kusala li anana usuts Afrika zata wa usuts Bidkun kaslana Lama tkun shabana Ma fi da'i amdahu Adku ramjadna Law inda mosamti Al-an a'mil like U batil hagarra Basawik li nafsi Taswik mama jan This is fun chaffata Lo ma chaffata Skip this track kasada Mahriyum dor khartum Shoutouts to all the shambata Bissot wah Lo ma zot chaffata Ay Lo ma zot chaffata Ay Lo ma zot chaffata Ay Lo ma zot chaffata